So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com. London Bridge is falling down, falling down, falling down. London Bridge is falling down past the infrastructure bill. <laughs> Charming, right? Mm-hmm. You're getting good at these. Cuckoo melon. You're learning so much, honey. Oh, my God. <laughs> the things that I learn on a daily basis. It's incredible. It's literally knowledge for days. Although, Frankie, today, I was just saying to Chris this morning, it was funny. I said, it's such a fun age. Like, she's, like, learning how to do things. Like, it's almost like you can see her mind going 24-7. Yes. And so he sends this video today, adorable and hilarious, where we have a um, nightlight that's, like, I guess, is it motion detected? Uh, No, it's one of those, like, uh, I guess, light-sensitive uh, so, you know, basically, depending on how dark it is, it comes on at a certain whatever. So Frankie figured out, like, walking in front of it and then walking away from it, like, she could turn it on and off. <laughs> and this game ensued for hours. <laughs> <laughs> she believes she's the creator of all light. <laughs> uh, we're totally raising a megalomaniac. I was going to say, I don't know where she gets that ego. Huh. I hope she always keeps it, though. Interesting, right? Yeah. So funny, but adorable at the same time. Like, so proud of herself. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. She's like, look, I created the sun. What'd you bitches do today? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually really true. And like you said, it, it's super cute and really charming because you can, at least, you know, me, because I spend actual, like, quality time with her, unlike you, you know, you can see, like... In everything that she does, it's almost like super deliberate to a certain extent, right? Oh, well, it's and she looks for reaction. Like it's a cause and effect. She almost understands like when I walked in front of that, the light went on. When I moved back, it went away. It was like she was at one of Mac's games with me this weekend. And it was hilarious. It was a baseball game and it was outside and she was dancing. And then something happened in the game and everyone clapped. And she like turned around and like looked at them and pretty much took a bow and then started dancing again. <laughs> like she was like, look at this. The people clap for me. This is amazing. All these people showed up for me. How love. They even brought bleachers. <laughs> and they serve popsicles. Nice. This is magical. Nice, comfortable place to sit. Yeah. She loves to dance. She does, which is, again, I think we've discussed this earlier, like my only job as of May 11th, 2000, and is it 20? Yeah. Is to keep her off the pole. The stripper pole, that is. I knew what you meant. Oh, okay. So far, it's not looking promising. I mean, you were giving me that look, so I was like, uh... No, she prefers to be in just a diaper and dancing 24-7. So, I mean, I think we know where it's going. Yeah. It's it's certainly not looking promising. I don't think she's going to be a rock cat. <laughs> she's a little too heavy footed. And short. Yeah, exactly. Is there a height requirement for rock cats? I think there is. I would imagine so. Like they're all tall string beans, aren't they? Yeah, poor Frankie. When you're four foot 11, they're not inviting you to participate. <laughs> Must be this tall to ride. <laughs> we'll never be her. Nope. 
I uh, feel like I should mention that this is now officially the 19th episode of So I Married an Alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So welcome, peasants. I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. And I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic. Let's talk about how decades of irresponsibility catches up with you via the IRS. Yes. Actually, nice. <laughs> Let's just get right into it. Yes. Discussing the real tough issues here. Y- yes. So anyway, um, there's a couple things in life that make me anxious. That's probably an understatement. Yeah. It's funny, though. I'm not like an... I'm not an anxious parent. I'm not anxious at work. Although I don't believe this is a little thing. I believe it's a huge thing. I mean, most would consider it a huge thing. I'm extremely intimidated by taxes. <laughs> and I'm like a normal person working a normal person job. It's not like, you know, I'm investing in rental properties or like playing the stock market. It, they're pretty cut and dry. Yeah, no, the, the tax situation over here is not a complicated one if you will no frankie could probably do the taxes i will not though i am terrified of them (laughs) i've never done my own taxes my dad did them then i used to live a different lifestyle where we had an accountant and then the year i was getting divorced my brother did them for me and i'm like oh my god it's tax time it's tax time you know i'm so nervous i'm so nervous And so my brother's doing the taxes and it's fine. Like I didn't know any money. I think I got a little bit back. And I said to Chris, like, where are your taxes? Did you take care of your taxes? He's like, yep, taken care of. Mm -hmm. A couple months later, the taxes come up again. And I say something because maybe the tax return came or something. And um, I was like, whatever happened with your taxes? Did you get a tax return? And he's like, I've, you know, filed an extension. What I didn't know is he had been on an extension for 12 years. <laughs> I was on the extended extension. He was. Chris had not filed taxes since 2006. Sounds about right. So Which I, I'm like, yeah, you know, no big deal. Yeah. Oh when, my God. when you make $12,000 a year, like the IRS isn't coming after you for much. If I would have known that in the beginning, I don't know if I could have gotten into this. I'm going to be honest. Like the whole you know, bank robbing junkie thing. I was willing to look past the fact that you don't find the seriousness in taxes. <laughs> that may have been a deal breaker for me. So anyway, Chris decides to get his life together and I guess like make amends to the IRS. Were they on your list of amends? They were actually not on my list of amends because I don't think I actually mentioned that to my sponsor. Mm-hmm. You know. It was the other stuff that I really needed to work on. I don't know. I would have put the taxes up there. Top five for me. You know, different priorities, Meg. That's right. You're right. So anyway, he, um, go ahead, talk about the accountant. Or there's a friend of mine that belongs to the country club and we were out golfing one day and we were talking about like financial management and stocks and like, you know, very high level money management strategies. And I decided to mention that... You know, taxes weren't really a priority for me, and I had failed to pay taxes for years. And he's like, oh, no problem. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. And he has a friend who is a, what are they, CPAs? Yes. Is that right? It is. So he gives me the friend's number. I reach out to him. I go and I sit in his lovely office, and he proceeds to tell me that for $250 an hour, he will solve my tax issues. And you know me. I'm like, great. 30 seconds later. I'm like, wait a minute. 
10 years of unfiled taxes, $250 an hour. What's this going to cost? And he tells me. And then I'm like, so wait a minute. What are you going to do for $250 an hour that I can't do? And he's like, oh, I'm going to call the IRS and find out what you owe. I was like, so for $250 an hour, you're going to pick up the phone and sit on hold for 45 minutes? Are you fucking kidding me? Doubt it, bro. Yeah, hard no. So Chris made an appointment at the IRS. Yes. I actually don't know if I even knew the IRS was a place you could go. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily recommended, but they do have like field offices and places like that where you can actually sit in front of an actual representative and sort of hash out your, you know, lack of responsibility, if you will. I'm picturing it like um, going to Oz and you like knock on the green door. (laughs) Someone opens the window. Anyway, I come home from work one day. This is probably like December of like 2018 or 2019. I don't know. And Chris is sitting there with a manual calculator, a pencil, and stacks of paper. Where he is hand filling out 12 years of taxes. (laughs) And need I might say, like feeling super good about myself. And Megan's like scorning me. Like, are you shitting me right now? I was literally spiraling at that (laughs) moment. This is not something to be proud of. And I'm like, but honey, I'm taking care of it. Honey, you should have taken care of it a decade ago. Yeah, they give you a date, April 15th. The year (laughs) is not a suggestion. You know, like they mean it annually. I was not aware of that requirement. (laughs) So anyway, Chris did file all of his back taxes. And again... He's not Bill Gates. He actually didn't owe money in taxes. And also, the IRS doesn't really actually care if you file taxes if you don't owe them anything. No, well, I mean, I'm sure they do. Cause I they, mean, they cared a little bit. They send the nasty grams every so often. And here's the real unfortunate part about the IRS. Whatever they say goes, right? 100%. Like there is no, there's no wiggle room. There's no, as you know, April 15th means April 15th. Good luck challenging that, right? This is, I mean, you did. You just laughed at it. But this is why I have a good, healthy fear of the IRS. And why I now respect the IRS. And again, I'm like normal person. It's not like I'm laundering money. (laughs) You know? Like I have no reason to be afraid of the IRS. Yet I'm picturing the ankle bracelet and I don't think they'd put me in the same room Mar- Martha Stewart stayed in. And it's just not looking good. <laughs> so the other thing is, and also, of course, rather unfortunate, is if you owe money to the IRS two years ago, last year, 10, 20, 50 years, the IRS will collect it. If yes. the IRS owes you money past three years... They're not obligated to pay it. But they may. They're just not going to let you know. They may. Correct. Which is where it gets really interesting. And entertaining. So anyway, Chris catches up the taxes. We file them. Then it's time to file 2019's taxes. But we had just put an offer on our house. And like you're not, we were going to owe money that year because we had moved some investments around like right before the end of the year to put money down on our house then the COVID happened so the taxes didn't have to be filed till July I don't know anyway he manually filed them he didn't e-file them 
And we did owe. So we mailed them with the paper tax file, you know, return, a substantial, what I thought, substantial check. So anyway, the check cashes, no big deal. When he goes to file our taxes the following year, Oh, no, you filed the taxes the following year. We think all's good and right in the world. Right. And then a couple days later, has nothing to do with the recent filing, I get a letter in the mail saying I owe all this money and I never filed my taxes. Well, I'm like, <laughs> wait a minute. So I am, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, I'm, like, going to have to call out of work so I can call the IRS. This is where I'm at. And I feel it's also important to mention at this juncture that I am not a saver of anything. Nope. And I am also not a techie person, so I'm like, oh, why do I need to save a paper copy? Like, it's up in the cloud somewhere. <laughs> Let me tell you, son. Good luck trying to look for it in the cloud. Yeah, that's, I mean, my God. <laughs> I don't know where the cloud is. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, unfortunately, I don't know how to access the cloud. I don't. The cloud is another. I mean, forget the IRS. The cloud is a whole other mythical being that I just have no idea what it means. So it's floating around somewhere, but I don't know. Although Apple tells me all the time, like, you need more space on your cloud. It's going to cost you another two ninety nine a month. And I'm like, all right, if you say so. What a racket. I'll take it. Don't take the cloud from me. Please don't. So anyway, um, I'm like, oh, my God. So I sit on hold for approximately two hours and 47 minutes. <laughs> and I get a delightful woman on the phone who says, yeah, no, we never received your 2019 tax return. And I was like, really? Because I have here that three days later, you cashed the check I sent you. And she's like, oh, yeah, I mean, we did get the check. And I was like, but we mailed them in the same envelope. And she actually said, I quote, ah. Uh, the return itself must have got thrown out during opening. Again, I go back to my previous statement of it doesn't matter what happened. It's what the IRS says happened. And I was like, really? Like, <laughs> is that a thing? Is that happening a lot? Maybe you should, you know, look into your personnel of letter openers. That's the best part about government gigs. They so, don't look into your no. personnel records. So then I say, well, all right, well, let's remedy this. So we do. And then I say, she, she told me what to do, like go online, refile it or fax a copy or whatever it was. So we do that. And I said, the letter, though, is only addressed to me and we file jointly. And she said, oh, your husband will get one probably in a couple months or so. But like it's already taken care of. So I'm like, all right, fast forward. And I'm also going to interrupt you and say at this point, like I was actually concerned because, again, you know, I sort of have my shit together. I'm getting my life back together. Things are back on track. The last thing I want to do is is have some sort of issue with the IRS, right? Yes. I'm like losing it. And five years ago, I would have been like, all right, cool. Where's the Percocet, bro? Right. <laughs> so anyway, a year later, this is just like a month ago, we get another letter from the IRS. The same one that I got a year prior that had been taken care of and she told me he would be getting his a couple months later. Not good. Not good. Then a couple weeks after that, we get another letter stating that they've now processed the payment plan that we had originally set when we filed them in July of 2020. Now I thought this was taking care of them with our next tax return. But at this point, I actually have no idea if we owe the IRS, if they owe us, what's going to happen on the 15th of the next month. 
And when is the next month? Because that letter was coming in a couple months. And here it was a year later. (laughs) Now we like two days after that. So here's the other thing. I get the informed delivery from the post office. Whoever doesn't get this, I highly recommend. Every day you get an email with pictures of what's coming on the mail today. Like it lets you know, is it worth the walk to the mailbox? So I get one and I say to Chris, we're getting something from the IRS today and it's a check. And he's like, there's no way. I like this. Not a chance in hell they're sending us anything. I said, you can see through the window of the little screenshot, pay to the order of Christopher Pilati. You shouldn't use my real name. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, whatever. So anyway. <laughs> what if one, What if somebody wants to steal my identity? <laughs> They'll quickly give it back. <laughs> I, I do not advise, just so you know. So I get home that day, and Chris is like, your check from the IRS is on the island. And I look, and it's $20.24. And he's like, read the bottom. For the tax return of... 2012. <laughs> so I said to him, oh my God, it's like Christmas. Who knows how many of these puppies are going to be rolling in? They just got to 2012. They still got another decade to go. And not like it, I guess it really matters in the grand scheme of things, but the businessman in me is thinking to myself, all right, so every time they mail me a nasty gram, it's, you know, 43 cents or 48 cents, whatever the cost of a stamp is up to today. Every, you know, six months or whatever times 10 years and they send me a check for $20. Like, bro. Save the postage. Keep the money. Yeah. (laughs) So anyway. Put it in the bank for my future tax deficiencies. So we no, there will no be, no way. Not now, honey. I've got you on the straight and narrow. Taxes will be paid on time at all times. You're trying, but I think the loyal listeners out there know daddy does what he wants. Yeah. You, you'll never get into that mess again. No. It's actually way more of a headache to fix after the fact. So good life lesson, right? Take care of shit today. Yeah. Don't procrastinate, especially when it comes to the IRS and your freedom <laughs> and your sobriety and your prostate cancer checks. <laughs> what else? I think, I mean, that sounds like a good list. Testicular exams. What, what else do we need to be proactive about? All, all of those things. I mean... Okay. Breast exams. It's getting weird. Hairline exams. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our little deep dive into the IRS. And um, there's no resolution. We're not sure where things stand. We don't know if a check from, you know, 2009 is coming next week <laughs> or if another notice, even yes, though it's all yes, been paid, is exactly. going to happen. Who knows? It's really just, you know. It's a mystery over here. It sure is. But in credit to Meg's anxiety, yes, I've taken care of it. Things are on the up and up. They are. So let's switch up gears a little bit, shall we? Yes. Where are we going next? The listeners. Yes. So actually, I don't have anything specific to mention about the listeners other than thank you. We really appreciate it. We've been getting a ton of feedback. And the feedback we're getting to is from all different people, which is super cool. We're getting it from addicts and alcoholics. We're getting it from people that love an addict or alcoholic or uh, normal people that addiction hasn't touched their lives per se, but for some reason our story is speaking to them. So please keep listening, spread the word, and like us on the iTunes. 
I was just going to say, and also, you know, now we have the So I Married an Alcoholic Facebook page. Oh, yeah. So if you're not already following us on there and liking all the pictures of our adorable children and pets and guns and ammo and hairlines and things of that nature, please do so. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, if you're a gram user, So I Married an Alcoholic on Instagram and married to T-O-A-A on Twitter. Which is lacking. We got to get better at that. Yeah, I'm not really a tweeter. We've talked about that. I'm not really like a social media guy, but I kind of have to be. I know. I mean, it is what it is. We're getting there. Slow progress. That's right. (laughs) So we are heading to North Carolina, the great state of North Carolina, Tobacco Road. Yeah, Saturday morning, 7 a.m. We have a wedding on Friday night. Which is like joyful. I am so excited to attend a wedding. Yes. And this is for all of those uh, folks out there, I guess, who were supposed to get married, you know, at some point during the pandemic. And there were so many, I don't know if logistics issues is the right word or, you know, like at one point you couldn't do anything indoors, but you could do it in a tent outside that was indoors uh, and then there were limits as to the number of people. And you couldn't dance. There was a, You may still <laughs> yeah. not be able to dance in Philly. Which is interesting because, you know, as I think we've mentioned before, Megan caught COVID last January, last February. Yeah. And I sleep six inches from her <gasps> and I didn't catch the COVID. No, I know. It's crazy. But you can't dance with each other. Interesting. Well, who knows? But anyway, uh, it, things are a little bit more normal at this point so we are going to go to the wedding and we are going to dance on friday night yes and then we are going to be super happy we don't drink because we are trying to leave at 7 a.m on saturday morning which is i mean frankly going to be rough and a lie what part's the lie that we'll leave at 7 a.m oh yeah no you're terrible i may just be starting to arouse circa 7 a.m also something that makes me anxious is timing of things it'll be 6 47 and Chris will be like gracefully wandering down the stairs in like his bathrobe and also act like it's no big deal. Like, oh, yeah, no, we'll still leave by seven. Well, are you going to shower? Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Again, uh, something else that we've talked about. My grandmother told me a long time ago that no matter what is going on in your life, you always leave the house with a pair of fresh underoos. And I- that also means, like, why would I stick dirty balls in a pair of fresh underwear? I'm not saying that's a bad idea. I oh. support that. Just on I'm just saying, if you wanted the frame. shower, <laughs> you should have gotten up at 5.30. Not a chance, bro. <laughs> so anyway, we'll see what happens. We're going to have to be packed, I guess, before we go to the wedding. And that's kind of the the real downfall of, you know, all the things that we've collected over the years. And by that, I mean, like, you know, clothes, of course, but then children. Children, pets. Yeah, exactly. Because everyone's like Frankie's coming with us. The dog is coming with us. And they all come with so many things. So many accoutrements. Like we have to bring a pack and play for Frankie and a high chair and the stroller. And Chris wants to record while we're down there. So like he's literally he can't just bring his iPhone and a little microphone. He's going to pack up a studio. I'm packing up the whole studio, although the picture, the boob puzzle is going to stay here in the great state of Pennsylvania. I appreciate that. And it's not that I want to record. I mean, I do want to record because I love doing the show. But also there are people out there 
that count on my spoken word on a weekly basis. Yeah, that's very um, conceited of you. But, I mean, maybe true also. Uh, you never know. You never know. So, anyway, we're going to have to be packed up. And I'm actually working on Friday before the wedding. I mean, you are. But, again, you know, Miss Dramatic is working from, like, 1030 till, I don't know, 1130. No, I'm working from 8 to noon. It's, 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 I don't, it's, why are you going to be so particular? I'm just saying. <laughs> it's going to be busy. And I'm going to be baking on Wednesday, my day off, and packing. I'm going to have it all done. Wednesday, full day. So again, you know. 47 we, cups of coffee. We, we have to bring all of this stuff, and we're also going to throw 17 dozen cookies into the mix. Definitely. Because one dozen is not going to do it. It never is. It's never enough. No, and we're going to stop and visit uh, my friend Rachel. Super excited about that because you have not, nor have I obviously, met her youngest daughter. No, I haven't met. I've never met her youngest. She's my goddaughter. It's horrible. You're the worst godmother ever. Well, And also, I'm, I'm actually really excited. Her husband is a cardiologist, and I need to talk to him about my excessive caffeine and nicotine intake. I think he's probably just going to tell you that's probably a bad idea and you're not going to change it. So I don't even know if you should ask. To which I would reply, did you actually go to medical school? <laughs> he did. <laughs> and passed his boards and all. He is a real doctor. I'd be like, is that like actual like doctorly, doctorly advice? Like that's not right. Live free or die, bro. All right. I mean, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> not well. So far, so good, I guess. He's probably going to say something to the effect of, Megan, husband number one was definitely a better option. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So anyway, we got a big trip coming. I'm sure we will have many stories to tell yes. on our road trip. And we're going to visit Chris's dad and stepmom. So mm-hmm. we did this last year. We went down for a week and we had just like an awesome time. It was relaxing. Um, Frankie was an infant. They loved getting to spend time with her. It was a really nice time that we don't traditionally get to spend with them one-on-one, like, you know, for an extended period of time like that. No, we don't. And obviously they've come up here a couple of different times. But, I mean, frankly, it's been kind of weird because of the whole COVID thing. So it's not like we could, you know, dip down into the city for a day and, you know, take them around Philadelphia for a little while. Like, we kind of just hang here. No, yeah, they came up for the baby's christening and then our first birthday and stuff. But you're right. And there was always like an event. Like we were busy, too. Like we didn't really get to enjoy. When we go down there, we we do. We just kind of no plans, nothing serious, just kind of relax. So I'm really just looking chill. forward to it. I am ready for a little vacation. The other interesting thing about North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I and like I- the way you say it. North Carolina? Yeah, it's sexy, honey. Yeah, it's kind of like northern redneck speak. Mm. You like that? Yeah. That turn you on? Yeah. Do you sure. want to have you want to have a go right now? <laughs> no. Okay, good. Although the lighting is proper. It is proper lighting. It's dimmed enough. So anywho, when Dick and Jude moved down to North Carolina many moons ago, I had actually lived with them because again, I was in between trailers and I don't mean jobs, I mean like trailer parks. Either way, I'm in the grocery store, and this woman comes up to me. She's like, hey, how y'all doing? And again, born and raised in Worcester, Massachusetts. Like, you don't talk to other people. 
<laughs> like you keep your head down and you go about your business. Pushing your buggy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is that what you call it? <laughs> I believe it is called a buggy south of the Mason-Dixon. <laughs> so I turn around and I'm like, what the fuck do you want? And she was like all, ooh, bless your heart, my child. Yeah. She just really wanted to know like how I was doing. Oh. Like genuinely interested. I was like, are you bumming for change? Are you a, <laughs> are you a panhandler? <laughs> nope. No, just friendly. Just a very nice, you know, woman, genuinely interested in my state of mind. You're like, don't talk to the random people at the grocery store. <laughs> Which is funny, though, because you talk to everyone everywhere. Well, see, it's one of those things that I've just picked up along the way. Hmm. Maybe that's where you got it. Try to be more pleasant. I don't think that part's working. Keep trying, honey. Too fucking bad. Actually, I've done some, uh, I've had a, some realizations recently. So Ooh. I've been listening. Chris and I like a good audible. This ought to be enlightening. I like to read physical books. Chris is, you know, not that, that's not his thing. Which is fine. But we got Audible a little while back. And we have listened to some great books on it. So when we were getting married, my aunt had given us the five love languages. Ah. And I decided I'm going to listen to it on Audible. Because it was a little tough to read. A little dry. But anyway, I'm listening to it on Audible. And so I've done like a lot of work in the past couple weeks listening to this book. And I haven't even made it through all five yet. That's interesting because I haven't noticed any differences. Really? So I don't actually think that's true. Well, it's not up to you to notice the differences. I'm going to tell you why. You are not allowed to judge my perception. So I'm not, I'm going to tell you why. So in the book, it talks about how you need to like learn what your own love language is. So you can like tell people how you need to receive love. And then you need to figure out like what your partner's is. And the hmm. thing that I, because it may be completely different from yours, but that also doesn't mean that you can't speak but it may not be words right like to them in that way and it talks about and the thing that kind of like hit me the most right is it talks about how that's actually the greatest thing you can do for someone that's actually the most like greatest way to show your love towards someone is to learn their love language and then practice it hmm. like what a selfless thing right especially yeah. because you may be uncomfortable with it and stuff like that interesting <laughs> So anyway, I haven't figured his out completely. In fact, I'm like, maybe he's got no love languages. But <laughs> maybe he's just a total psychopath. What they talk about in this book <laughs> is if you learn how your partner, you know, their love language and you pr put that into practice without even saying you're doing it or like making a thing of it, you'll start to realize the way they respond to you changes. Hmm. And they may not even notice it. Interesting. Yes. And I have noticed that. Do you want to play a little game? Okay. Do you want to guess what each other's love language is? Yeah, let's guess because I'm not even actually, I, I haven't made it through all five yet and you haven't even listened. I think that I opened that book literally on the shitter. Like, yeah. when, like when your Aunt Bubbles first gave it to us. Uh -huh. But outside of that, I read like three pages of it. Couldn't tell you what's beyond that. Yeah. Well, we talked about it. You'll listen to it on Audible when I'm done. No, I totally will. But it, this is going to be interesting. So obviously in a couple of weeks we can readdress this. Mm -hmm. But if Oh, so we'll do like a pre-guess. Yes. Like a pool. Like the newlywed game. Yeah. I like okay. it. All right. So I am going to say that your love language is words of affirmation. It is. How about that? Which is funny because I actually thought my love language was more like 
works or whatever it is when you see people doing stuff for other people Mm -hmm. and it is that's probably number two for me right um but i didn't realize until i listened to this that that absolutely is my love language see so this is again quick little sidebar but proving once again that books are for assholes i guess I didn't need to read the book. <laughs> you already know the answer. I read the first three pages, which I'm pretty sure was the guy being like, I created this book because my life sucked and my wife was a bitch. Actually, that's not even what happened. He's like a really religious like therapist or something. And, you know, I think he loved his life even before the love languages. Either way. Okay. He's never. like the Mr. Rogers of love languages. <laughs> so now I feel bad shitting on him. You should. You cannot shit on Mr. Rogers. No, exactly. Nor can you not pay your taxes. But again, we're learning, right? Yeah, exactly. Work in progress. Yeah. What can I say? Oh, that's so interesting. All right. So you might. So I'm not really sure I know what yours is. I don't actually. Have a guess. Okay. So I've like been process of elimination. I, I don't think it is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe I'm wrong. Um, I don't think it's physical touch because Chris doesn't like to be touched at all. <laughs> I fucking hate people. <laughs> I think don't touch me. There's a part of me, and again, I I haven't gotten all the way through to listen to them all yet. I think part of it is probably works, in mm-hmm. a sense that I think that what I've been trying to do is, you know, Chris's whole complaint that I sit on the couch. It's true. I've been trying to completely change that. I will upload the Nest Cam footage. And although I think about like, your excessive oh, lounging, I'm so tired. I don't want to do anything. I have been trying to really put that into practice. And then, like the other night, Chris was like, "Come lay with me on the couch," and I was like, "Look at it, it's working." Motherfucker. How about it? <laughs> and all I did was wash some pots. This isn't that hard. I can keep going. <laughs> I also, though, actually think your second is probably gifts. And I don't mean that in a like selfish way, like you're monetarily uh, oriented or anything. Mm-hmm. But I think that you appreciate a heartfelt, well thought out gift. I mean, you appreciate nice things. Who doesn't? But I also think the fact that someone took the time to think about you when they were out and picked up something whatever mm-hmm. I do think that speaks to you okay I don't know I guess we'll wait and see if I'm right do you think am I right so I mean I think those are uh, you you will get partial credit for those answers that makes sense okay right but if I were to say and again we're gonna revisit this in a after couple of we weeks. listen all the way through yeah yeah absolutely actually maybe I mean we have a 17 hour drive in front of us so oh, maybe, we'll do it together yeah maybe we'll knock it out then but love it I can say that as of right now sitting here in this studio with you and you know the events of the past couple of years things like that blah 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 without question I feel like my love language is anal <laughs> such a dick i'm just saying i mean it may then we're never gonna reach that so and this is we why might as well just wrap this up i gave you a child and then god gave you a new asshole i don't think that was why at all it's all part of the lord's plan <laughs> doubt it bro i'm just saying still off the table fuck all right i thought you had something serious to say no that's it okay well i guess we'll listen i like that idea we'll listen on the way to north carolina and then we will report back I like that. All right, cool. But for now, we're going to wrap up this show. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Sorry. Daddy's tired.
Me too. It's too late. I'm sorry. I have heartburn. Oh, we got to go to bed. Such a complainer. <laughs> All right. Anyways, this one's a little bit quicker than normal, so we do apologize. Sorry if the uh, IRS story got you a little drawn out there. but Yeah, that was a little long. Sorry about that. Hang in there. Okay. Say um, good night, darling. Good night. I'm Megan, and I'm an alcoholic. And I'm Chris, and I'm an alcoholic. Please have your pets spayed and neutered. And also, if you're struggling in any way, put your hand up, reach out, ask for help. So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com.